dark softly tales, dreamy summer bites, flashes of horror and suspense, bite back at the fear. Sacrifice by Mav Sky. Matilda arched her back against the wind and straightened her will to iron. The townsfolk would be coming for her soon. They would drag her away by her hair, nail her hands to a cross, and set her ablaze. Just as they did every night. When the flames had reduced her to ash, the townsfolk would scatter her remains in the swamp, or bury them under a church, or dump them down the old well. But it wouldn't work. It never did. She resurrected from her ashes every morning, not of her own choosing, but by strange magic and imbalance that she didn't understand. What she did know with every bone in her ethereal body is that she had to make the torment stop. I am not a murderer, pleaded her conscience. No, she reasoned back. But in order to evolve from this hell, I must become one. Matilda clutched a handful of the boy's sandy hair and yanked back, exposing his throat. The wind would not stop hurling leaves and brambles at her like insults. Coward. Fool. Deceived. Victim. Witch! Witch! She slipped the razor against the boy's tender skin, letting it hover. As her conscience and will battled, is this who the townsfolk had turned her into? I am not a murderer. Tears quivered down round, plump cheeks, and yet the boy's lips drew tight in defiance. A smear of jelly across his chin suggested peanut butter and jelly for his after-school snack. The collar of his black and red flannel shirt was misbuttoned. He had dressed himself today. Go away, please. Go away. You're dead. Dead people are supposed to go away. Oh, but I'm still here, she snarled. Bad dead people are supposed to go to where? He bit his lip. She drew her shaking hand back. A giant's breath gushed from the heavens, raking dirt and leaves against her face and dark hair. She howled at the wind in her own language, which none of the others understood. Rage! They were coming to burn her. Again. She could already hear their feet upon the path. She could hear the thoughts inside of their heads. The wind carried it all to her, all their justifications, all their narrow-minded, self-righteous prejudices. The boy's mother, Mrs. Smith, is buttoning her coat, checking her hair in the mirror before going out to fetch Mr. Smith and the gasoline. The good Reverend Benz is enjoying a flask of whiskey behind his barn while harnessing up the horses. 
His plans to visit the sick bakers will be drastically changed when Tom, the newsboy, runs to him with the exciting news of what the witch has done. Mrs. Benz is reading her Bible by the fire after properly drying and putting away the dinner dishes. Soon, she'll cry, Burn the witch! Burn the witch! while they nail Matilda's hands to a fresh-hewn cross. But for now, she is smiling because she has just read about David circumcising the foreskins of those nasty Philistines. She approves and wonders whether she would do the same if her god so directed. She blushes at the thought and feels a slight tingle between her thighs. They were going to keep on burning her until they ran out of wood or God called them home. All because the smith's little boy saw her vase of nightshade and tattletailed. I am not a murderer, wails her conscience again. The smith's boy squirmed and wriggled like a worm. Please! But isn't that what she had begged when his father nailed her hands to the cross? Matilda bent to his ear. I am no witch. Lord Jesus, he prayed. I'm not him either. But why me? She laughed. And he laughed too. Softly, cautiously, the wind tousled his hair like a mother. Matilda laughed until the tears poured. The boy began to cry too. And then he pissed himself. I asked myself the very same question about you. Why? I put flowers on my table and you called me a demon lady. Which? You tell me, little boy. Why? The wind held its breath. And so did she. Because... He said and looked away. Because nightshade is a sign. A sign of what? She hissed. A sign of the devil. And who told you that? My mommy. And where did she hear that? The boy's eyes widened. The Bible. She said the sign of the devil was in the Bible. I don't know where. She just says it. And we all must beware the signs. And this reminds me of another story. The boy's tears halted with hope. And he sniffed. Matilda understood. Her own aunt had read to her from the book, as well as from others. Before she had passed on, she remembered the Old Testament stories best. One in particular. She held the razor away from the boy and he relaxed at the distance. Tell me, she said. It's a story about Abraham, you see. God tells him to tie his only son Isaac to an altar. Like you are now, yes. Like the way your daddy and reverend tied and nailed me to their cross. The boy's eyes grew huge. He didn't know how to answer. Matilda smiled feeling a thick blanket of justice envelop her spirit. 
Her eyes were drawn to the jelly smear on the boy's chin. Blackberry. She thought of Mrs. Smith slaving over the stove, making preserves for her family, the family she loved. Matilda frowned. I am not a murderer. The wind chanted at her again, every word a scar carved into her soul. Coward. Victim. Satan's whore. Tired. She was so tired. It was time for rest. For peace. Once upon a time, Matilda's aunt had told her about a woman who locked herself away in a small makeshift in the woods to escape her life's sorrow. The story had always stayed with her. After her aunt had died, Matilda had been so distraught, she had done that very same thing. How naive, how nescient, her aunt had lied. The loneliness developed into its own milady. She was an outsider and perceived by the townsfolk to be malicious, wicked. A handful of belladonna, sweet nightshade, had cursed her to this quasi-living hell. Even in the ignorance of madness, there was no escape from pain. Matilda had cried and prayed for justice each morning as she rose again among the mist and twilight. She sought resolution in the beauty of petals and chatter of birdsong. She watched creatures of claw and tooth prey on their gentler cousins. But nothing in nature offered her release. Vengeance was the one rock that remained unturned, and Matilda had sharpened it to a razor blade. I am not a murderer. She thought again, a sweet, soft voice whispered in the wind. It was her aunt's voice. Vengeance isn't murder, my sweet. Not if it balances the books. Matilda glanced down at the child. Tell me the rest of the story. The boy gulped. And Abraham lifted his knife to slay his boy and was set on doing it. But an angel of the Lord appeared and saved. The cut was smooth and quick. Blood gurgled through his mouth, obscuring the final words of his tale. The wind hushed. Matilda saw lanterns and torches just beyond the forest. This time, when they caught her, Matilda would truly burn. A life for a life. A soul for a soul. The scales would be balanced, the books righted. Flames would devour not just her flesh, they would burn her soul. Because this time, she would deserve it. She would have release from sorrow like the woman in her aunt's story. Her aunt had not lied to her. The truth was buried within this story like a treasure. Matilda hadn't dug for it, not deep enough anyway. She thought of the boy, and Mrs. Smith, and Reverend Benz. She wondered if the truth of their religion was buried as well. 
wondered if they would ever be willing to dig for it. She closed her eyes as the townsfolk wept over their dead child. Their teeth gnashed, their pitchforked tines scraped the clouds from the dying sun. Their torch flames licked twilight into darkness as they dragged Matilda by her hair down the well-worn path. They raised her arms, hammered nails through her ghostly flesh into the splintery wooden cross. Reverend Benz reads aloud from his Bible. Mrs. Benz screamed, Burn the witch! Burn the witch! Mrs. Smith fell to her knees at Matilda's feet and sobbed as the kidling was lit. Why? she asked through her tears. I am no murderer, thought Matilda. And as the hunger of their just and angry lust ate at her flesh, even before the flames, Matilda heard the wind throw its wounding darts at her soul. Victim. Whore. And, finally, child murderer. And then she heard her aunt's gentle voice. Balance has been restored. A loud clap of thunder ceased all noise. Matilda felt her soul dissipate into darkness. Her sorrow escaped into the heart of the angry mob quieting their yells, wetting their flames with black tears. One by one, each person threw their weapon aside, and, overcome as if by a heavy cloud, left to their homes. Who likes dark stories? People who have experienced a touch of the dark side. People who are a little wiser to the world. People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mav Sky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mav Sky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.